0: You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network Yo, what up everybody! Welcome yet again to another episode of your favorite sports betting show. That is right, it is time once again for the Degenerate Dungeon. And, ooh, does that music pump anybody else up? My goodness gracious, that makes my bull run. Had a good week last week. We're going to go ahead and roll that into more winners tonight. I am your boy, Brian Hollywood Hagen here. Uh, And as always, I am joined by my better half the lovely the beautiful the talented your friend and mine the woodman david woody
1: hey what's up hollywood what's
0: going on david
1: dude coming yeah. off a strong week man very strong week very strong week i mean you got to feel good got to get get in the get in the winner's circle and mm-hmm. stay there that's the game baby
0: yeah, and for those who used to listen to our prior program uh, that evolved into the Dungeon Jump the Sharp, we, uh, whenever we we ebbed, we flowed, you know what I mean? And w- once, we just built momentum is a beast in this little world we call sports gambling, and uh, yeah, we're ready to, ready to rock and roll. Look at Diddy! What's up? Diddy Must 12. What's up, gents? Longtime listener, first-time caller. Well, glad to have you on the phones. My man Pots and Pants, thank you so much for being here. We're looking forward to uh, rolling out some W's today. And I'll tell you what, uh, like like we were just mentioning, when, when we got a little bit ticked off back in the day and we finally got that steamroller going a little bit, it was all downhill from there. You know, like the little snowball that could, baby.
1: It is, and it is like like sports in general. Totally. Uh, sports betting tends to be a game of momentum and inertia. And so, like, think of it like pushing a big boulder, right? It's hard to get it moving. Once it's moving, it, it has tendency to keep moving. So, you know, we, the last few weeks before uh, then we had trouble getting going, now we're going, and it be, should be smooth sailing, hopefully. A
0: green boulder full of dead presidents all over it, okay? <laughs> full of money. Let's hope. Let's rock and roll. Live on Twitch right here as you see us. Thank you so much for being a part uh, of the stream. Everybody that's live here, you know where to find us. Twitch.tv slash GCN Employee Lounge. Every Wednesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Follow us on Twitter, please, if you have not, at GCN Sports. And, of course, the podcast. Just search Degenerate Dungeon wherever you rock your fine pods. Um, if you have yet to do so, please send a nice little uh rating and uh, uh review as well. We'd appreciate that big time as always. Tell anybody you know about the show. Tell your mother, tell your father, send a telegram. Fife's on point all the time, tip. But uh oh, look at this man. It says, Have a great show, my man. Mr. O'Brien is here. Um, off of uh he's recuperating right now. Well, he's just got a hip redone couple Ah. days ago and my man pots and pans so good to see you sir um best father-in-law in in the world right there
1: big joe i have been there i have had hip surgery it is a beast but it will get better and just do the physical therapy that's the best advice i can give you do the do the stretches it sucks it's annoying it hurts at first then even after it doesn't hurt anymore it's still really annoying but if you do them you'll get a lot better faster
0: yeah, no need for the Northeast Aquatic and Fitness Center. He's got my pole right here when he can get back in that bad boy in a couple months and work that out. But uh, yeah, let's rock and roll at GCN Sports, like I said. Also, want to say at Glass Cannon Pod, the uh, the fine folks who present this show, the Glass Cannon Network, as most of you are very well aware, um, we like to do something to start out of the gates here every every week, every show. It's been going on for years now, and it's something that uh, we've deemed, correctly or not, America's Favorite Segment. It is time, before we get the wagers in, for what are we drinking, ladies and gentlemen? The Woodman. What are you going to go ahead and put down your gullet before yeah. we get some uh, some W's here?
1: Our um, informal
0: polling shows that it's America's Favorite Segment. Um, That's pretty much formal. I've asked uh, people face-to-face and, you know. I've had a very stern look and they said, "Okay, I'll I'll do what you said." It's it's the best segment.
1: I'm really excited about this one actually. I Ooh. haven't had I haven't had one of these in a long time. It's a classic. It's um this was probably the first uh beer that I ever had in my life that I
0: that, up would, immediately. that no. would
1: be considered like a craft beer. Like it okay. would be considered like a luxury beer, like a fancy beer, a nice beer, you know what I mean? I probably had one of these when I was in college. I was probably 19 or 20. I had never had anything like, I had never had anything other than like Bud and Coors Light. You know what I mean? Uh, and so I had one of these and I just couldn't believe how good it was. It's a it's an old, it's an oldie, but a goodie. It's Duval.
0: Uh, oh yeah. Um, Duval, as they would say in Jacksonville, but nevertheless, they'd be incorrect. It's not even close.
1: They would be incorrect. They've been making this in Belgium since 1871. Oh, there we go. And um, a little bit of the bubbly. It's it's a Belgian strong ale. It's a beautiful kind of has that um, that that kind of. Oh, look uh, at the pour.
0: Hold on, wait for it. So, is that a pilsner?
1: It's technically Mm -hmm. an ale.
0: Mm. You did Um, just say that. Pay attention, Hollywood.
1: Belgian strong ale. See that? It's so light in color. You would think it
0: was a pilsner. Very carbonated.
1: Very carbonated. Extremely so. If you don't like that, you won't like it. Most people, most beer drinkers like the carbonation. Sure. Or, or don't care about it. But either way, you're good. I love it. I, you know me. I love a well-carbonated beer. Like There's some of those hazies we've been drinking that are yeah. super. I love that. Um, oh, good for you. find it to be a little perky. But it's a... You do like the perkiness. It's such a delicious beer. That, that you can smell the yeast and the... Um, The uh, just a little bit of hops, and you can almost like I feel like you can smell a little barley, and it's just a beautiful beer. It's very strong, but it's not gonna, you know, it's not over. I don't know eh, what is actually, it might be quite strong.
0: It's not over barleying you, it's eight and a half, so it's strong. Oh, wow, I did not, I was not expecting that from that, John.
1: Yeah, you don't drink like 10 of these, but
0: (laughs) but I don't know, I think we can make it happen this evening. Be first. Look at him with the head back, the enjoyment, it's, the utter ecstasy brought it, via Duval.
1: It's a delight. I really recommend it. If you haven't had one, and you'd like a, a nice kind of a strong Belgian style or, or Czech, you know, like those Czech. Oh, uh, I do. Style. It's like in that vein. It's really, really great. It's not overly, overly hopped, but it's strong. It's refreshing and it's perky and it's just beautiful, beautiful beer.
0: I mean, where else, ladies and gentlemen, are you going to hear the word perky <laughs> for a brew? <laughs> yeah. I mean, a woodman just puts it out there so well that you just want to dive into that bad boy. Who doesn't like a little bit of perk when it comes to the fine taste of a, is, is, it, from, is it a Chechen beer or is it? Is it from overseas, right? Belgium. Belgium. Once again, probably something you've already said and I was not paying attention, but nevertheless, that's okay. okay. My mind's elsewhere. You know why? Because I've already had a couple of something and um, like, okay. So real quick, the beer, the brew that's going down my gullet is the following. Let me go ahead so we can do, I can do the little, the pop cap as well. Uh, Real quick, a very quick question to the woodman, friend of mine for years now. What is my favorite beer of all time? usually you
1: say high life
0: okay, well guess what yeah <laughs> so I'll see go. if you know it's a twist off cap so it's not going to be as as uh, entertaining via the ears i don't know i think you might have heard that but i did it a, a good twisty. so i'm drinking a high life and and i'm always going to be drinking high lives probably if you think like you'd be a random part of your day you know go go out to lunch and just be like <laughs> you know you can order the number five But then you just think, I wonder what Hollywood's doing right now. Like probably like 28% chance that I'm drinking a highlight. But um Yeah, like you're sitting there on a
1: conference call,
0: you know, trying to take notes like on the most important things. Like, I wonder what Hollywood's up to. Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. Just think about it every now. You ever do that? Just be like, I wonder what Julia Roberts is doing right now, you know? (laughs) But um, but that's not really what I'm featuring right now. And Woodman, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but um as a gentleman who was here. In the chat uh, that, that popped up, my my awesome father in law, Mr. O'Brien, he texted me earlier today a statistic or a, a uh, national day of the year that I did not know today was. It is National Bourbon Day. Ooh. So, giddy up to everybody. So, I'm more or less what I'm going to feature more is the bourbon I'm drinking. That's a little bit of this bad boy, oh, a little that's Woodford a good... Reserve. Um, The first time I ever had this, believe it or not, was over friend of the show and very often uh, co-host of the show, Brian McDermott's house. Really? Um, Yes. It was for the, I believe the first draft that he, um, that he hosted when we were doing our, our bite, the battle in the East fantasy football league. And it was the first time I ever had Woodford reserve. And I was like, holy shit, this is banging. So Giddy up to everybody. Cheers to everybody in the nation, all the all the folks that are listening uh via pod and are here obviously on Twitch this evening. We appreciate you so much. Mm-hmm. Spending all your hard-earned time with us, we appreciate it. But one thing I do want to also uh show, I like to go ahead and after the glass cannon goes to live shows, um, and, and completes their live shows, and then they they post it on YouTube. I I I watch them and the opening segments are just absolute, always, always gold. They're just gold. And uh, cheers to Diddy, by the way. Cheers right back at you, my friend. Cheers, um, <laughs> there is something that's very analogous to what we're doing now that was brought up. Troy is doing a, a, a new intro this year where instead of going ahead and kind of introducing everybody uh, personally, he is bringing up a question. And mm-hmm. it's a, normally it's a it's a thinker, man. You gotta get those gears turning. It'll rock the noggin a little bit. And he made this one. This is at the latest uh, Glass Cannon live that hit YouTube from Asheville, North Carolina. And uh, I wanted to show it for everybody that is uh, watching on Twitch. This little clip, and obviously you'll hear it on the pod. But he brought up a question, and it simply put the very, the a very poignant question: Would you rather be a ninja? Or a samurai. All right. And and it it basically mentioned they were talking about how a samurai typically, you know, you would enter into a dry human state to which Sydney, who previously mentioned she would choose samurai, was unaware to the specifics of their lifestyles, apparently. And she went ahead and she reacted in a in a very, very awesome way. Let's see, let's see what she said.
1: Yeah, the booze. Yeah, giving up the booze—that would be kind of tough.
0: But you don't give it up entirely. You just
1: get it, you know, when when uh your lord says so, which is wait. Sure Can samurai not drink?
0: A, 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 not not the way. You I'm do out. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be a ninja. We got. <laughs> all right, we got one. So she changed her tune just like that. <laughs> she heard. Wait a second, they can't drink. I'll go back to ninja. I'm gonna be a ninja. So that was really awesome. I thought that was really cool. Um. But nevertheless, it's time after that for what you're here for. The bagels and locks, as we would call it, during the morning edition of the Degenerate Dungeon. Um, we might want to come up with a new name for the evening. I mean, are people really rocking the locks at 10 p.m. Eastern time, David? Yeah, nor nor the bagels, really. Yeah, uh, dude, speak for yourself on that. What are you kidding me? Huh? The bell rock a bagel all day. There's been plenty of shows in which we've wrapped up. And before I could even do any post production, I scurried upstairs and got everything. Peace. You know what I mean? Piece that John right into the poster. How, how many of those do you go through? Like, you know. So if I go to Casca, I'll yeah. go ahead and pick up the, the, you know, the two sixers for like $6.99 or whatever it is. And normally I go to Casca every week. And normally I pick up the two sixers every time i go to casca so my, my my son my my youngest daughter they enjoy their bagels too my wife likes bagels but she doesn't eat them nearly as much as i do and probably they do in the long run so i think about nine or ten of them i'll go through in a given week you know what i mean carbs are my friend i love starch man give me some starch yeah. my favorite food in the world is rice i mean come on man <laughs> I'm a quarter Polish, so say what you will. But I like rice and gravy, and I'll hit the road. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Like, best meal I ever had. Thank you for taking me in for the evening. You know? But um, giddy up to that. But it's we're going to roll with it right now, okay? It's time. it's time. For the plays of the week, better known as the Bagels and the Locks, David Woody. We're going to have some fun. Let's see what we got. Um, yeah. Heading into – we're going to rock some baseball. I mean, look, NBA, NHL. They're good. They're done. They're done. Playoffs are over. Baseball is going to, we're kind of fine in our niche. We did it last year. Very well, by the way, once we had to zone in on it, we really tackled baseball pretty damn well. And let's hope yeah. we do it again this summer.
1: And to be honest, we did quite well in the Stanley cup uh, and, sure. and the NBA finals. Right. I mean, I know I personally was very happy. Like I had on this show, I had uh, as a pick, uh denver to win in five games right so that yep. happened uh and then um for um i had the golden knights too so so yeah. so we're on a good streak here we're, we're looking good but those sports are done let's look forward and when i go to baseball i always look for the aces um yeah you know let's look for some aces and see if we could see what we can do and what i like here is I like the Astros with uh with Christian Javier going. Christian Javier is having a great year. He's 7-1, and one, 3 ERA, very low whip, lots of Ks. Uh, he hasn't really had a, a single bad game. Um, and, uh, you know, <laughs> it's not like he's <laughs> – well, <laughs> Brian, yeah, exactly. Who are they facing?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're they got the they got the Natties and guess what they're at home too. So
1: and they're at home, but I mean the Nationals. Anytime any team is playing the A's or the Nationals this year, you should your ears should perk up, right? There are there are a couple teams in baseball that are just so awful. You're like, I gotta make sure I get in on the, the, whoever their opponents are, you know. And Big for time. me, one of them is definitely the the Nationals and and uh, the Nationals on the road against Christian Javier at home. I'll take that run line. Let's I don't want go. To pay. I don't want to pay two. What is it? Two. Uh,
0: yeah, minus two thirty. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't want to pay minus two thirty.
1: I'll, I'll play minus. I'll I'll pay minus one fifteen. I think that's worth it. I think this is a a, a lock of the week from Dave Woody. Um, he's up. just too good, and the Nats can't hit. And just it's going to be even if the Astros don't put up five to ten runs, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They probably hmm. went two nothing. Then I, I just think there's so many ways this can hit. You know,
0: I like that approach where it's like, I'm not worried about whether or not the Astros show up. Yeah. You know, it's Uh, like, uh, even if they barely show up uh, on offense. Yes. I still have a very good chance (laughs) at covering this. That's what
1: I think. And then, of course, like uh, if on the off chance against one of the worst offenses in the league, he finally has like a mediocre game. It still might hit. Because this is a great offense. And it's might just, just a little airborne. Out. It's still so I, good. It's still good. I love good. bets like that where we talk about this a lot on this, on this show is I want to place a bet where I have multiple ways that it could go. I don't, I'm don't. i not just guessing game flows. Right. right? Yeah, I got gotcha. you. The way it's going to go. I have multiple outs in the bet. Totally.
0: I love it. And, you know, we've talked about before, we've mentioned about how in baseball, it's very, very, very scary to take a run line. And people will be like, what are you talking about? Baseball games, 8-2, you know, 10-7. You, it caught me, but you'd be really, really surprised. If you were to go on your phone, look up whatever app you rock, you know, for stats and, and and scores. If you go to yesterday, I think it was yesterday, maybe the day before, there was like seven games on on the docket. So maybe it was the day before. And all of them were a one-run one win yeah. victory. It's, it's tough, but – that's where you pick and choose. There's a reason why it's minus 115 for a run line. Yeah. So, for those that uh uninitiated, we'll do it real quick. The minus 115 means that you have to bet $115 to win 100, you know. Um on the minus 230 money line, you'd have to bet $230 to win 100. So, that that's where where that gets you. You the you recover that run. Astros win by two, you just made some money via the Woodman. Um, I'm going to look, K. Okay, Rob, I'm currently doing a rebuild of the nationals and MLB the show. It's not going well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll get there, right? I mean, by not going well, you'll be able to get a little bit of, uh, equity and, and hopefully turn that ship around my friend. Um, speaking of turning around the woodman, when I went ahead and said, let me take this for minus this. I'm going to take a team on money line for plus this, Ooh, okay? okay. Yeah. And I, there's a certain game going behind me, and if you, if you're if you're well aware, we are Philadelphia fans. We're in Philly, um, uh, doing the show here, recording. But tomorrow, I will be taking the Arizona Diamondbacks money line at home against the Philadelphia Phillies. Interesting. They are plus one ten. You bet a hundred, you will win one ten. The plus side means what you bet. You bet a hundred? You bet a unit, as we would say, or that doesn't have to be a hundred doesn't have to be your unit. You can do 10. You would win eleven dollars, ten bucks. So plus one ten Arizona. Um, let me give you a little bit of a reasoning uh in, in your boy's mind here. Aaron Nola coming off another terrible outing. Now, this dude I had tab for possible Cy Young winage this year. Just we both, uh, did. We both just did. not uh, looking too well on a yeah. contract year. That was my biggest thing, and man. He's not making anybody want to come out and snatch him, but the the Phillies bats have actually provided him with some run support this season, which is a nice surprise because throughout pretty much his entire career, not necessarily entire career as a Philly and his career in general, because he's only been with uh, the Phillies, but the last like couple of years where they've me- made some noise, they just haven't for some reason supported him run wise, but. Yeah. Noah's really squandering it
1: last year. It was almost comical because they had a great offense. They scored. They scored a ton of runs last year, but in his starts, they did never for him. (laughs) Yeah, it was very silly.
0: Diddy says my unit's $1 and it makes sports so fun. You know what? That's awesome. Seriously. Like it It does. You're right. It's a great thing.
1: Yeah. It it makes it just having a buck on it makes it more interesting. There's no question.
0: And, and honestly, To put this in full perspective, as somebody whose unit is is well, that sounds weird, but a lot bigger than that, um, it actually makes it more. Is
1: it's okay?
0: It's all good. Well, it used to be. I mean, I'm this this spring, but I I I, especially during football, I'm a hundred dollar a game guy. Hundred bucks is my unit, but the but when we it makes it more makes it more way like way more anxious. Definitely. So a dollar you can have some fun with, but yeah, mm-hmm. when we started doing our first show, Jump the Sharp, uh, almost four years ago now, yeah. I was my my unit was twenty five bucks,
1: and mine so, was I think either five or ten. I think, I, five think I started 10. with fives. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Today, just saying, like it's you know, it's that's how everybody starts out. So you might you might grow to later. You might choose not to. You might be like, this is more fun. I like the lower stakes, Absolutely. but it does. I like to have something on it you
0: know? Yeah. And mind you, I'm not saying $25 as a unit was what I started with. I've been doing this since for over 20 years. So, um, right. Yeah. Giddy up to you. That's awesome. As long as you have fun doing it, that's badass. but let me go ahead and give you a little bit of the reasoning behind this. Uh, Phillies have actually lost, uh, in the last four of their uh, road games that Nola has started. So whether or not he's helping you, the, the, the offenses behind him. They're just not winning on the road with road with Aaron Nola. They haven't won a road game under Nola since April twenty eighth. And something I did every now and again, I get like a hunk, a, a hunkridge. What's that? A hankridge? A, 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 a something? Say a word here, Woody, that makes that sound better. A... Just be, say any word that begins with H. Any word? I think
1: hunch is what you're. Talking hunch about. is
0: really on point. Actually, let's go with like that. Um, maybe a little <laughs> hunch that I want to. I want to find. I'm going to tinker and find like a stat that can go my way. And I started finding a stat that was really going my way. And then it evened out and I'm fine with it. But still the Phillies are seven and eight in afternoon games after a night game. I noticed they're playing late tonight and then they play in the afternoon. So once again, early bird special on this, I believe it's like three 30 Eastern time. Um, it, they're seven and eight in the afternoon games after a night game. When I first started looking at it, like the first seven games of the year that they had an afternoon game after a night game, they were two and five. I was like, Whoa, is this a thing? Huh. It's kind of evened out, but still let's not forget that the diamondbacks are a team this year. They got some unity. They're playing well. Yeah. They got a pitcher by the name of Ryan Nelson, who actually beat the Fighting Phils at citizens bank park in Philly on May 23rd. He went six innings, pitched one iron run, Four Ks and and no walks. So, g- give me the Diamondbacks plus one ten. Diamondbacks have won five of the last six games started by this cat, Ryan Nelson. And I I just I don't believe in Aaron Nola anymore. That's basically what it comes down to. I mean he's yeah. he's shown the ability in the past to command a game, the whole fucking game. He's been able to show that not this season. And I have a question for you, David. Okay. A, a, a question that hit me while I literally thought that in my head and was doing a little bit of research and I was like, fuck yeah, I want to I want to ask Woody something. Is this guy getting detrimented big time via the pitch clock?
1: Oh, that's a good question.
0: You know? I mean, does he, he has that kind of style? He's not quite Jesse Orasco, but this dude. He does like to kind of get He's his breathing a, exercises in every a pitch. A little
1: more deliberate and slower than some. Struggling. Maybe, maybe it's messing him up. Maybe it's messing him up. I what think it you? might be, man. Uh, I'll also throw in this little tidbit. I like to, whenever I've been somewhere and I can bring that piece of, that's just one more data point to bring to bear. You know, I was in Arizona. Thank a you for over-
0: saying data, by the way, not data. I mean, when the hell did that word change? It's like people calling roofs, roughs like uh, knock it off sorry yes yeah, i agree um i, I was out there
1: again i was out there last year in uh in late april or early may and uh went to a game and I'll, and that was a bad team and this hmm. is th- this arizona team you know they're, they're in rebuilding and they're it's starting to come together now and they're clearly more talented but even last year in that losing effort it's such a beautiful stadium. It's such a great place to see a ball game. Honestly, they had the roof open the night I was there. Cause it was like awesome. 77 degrees outside, like Perfect, not a cloud right? in the sky in the desert. It was just beautiful. And I'll tell you, man, the crowd, even though they were an awful team and they lost and the crowd was still into it. Like it is, they have a good home. Uh, I think they have good fans in Arizona. Um, I kind of really like Phoenix, actually. It's like super great tacos there. Um, mm, just a go. good place, man. So, uh,
0: you know. Even better. For, for whatever that's Two worth. Unit think, special now, they have better tacos.
1: For whatever that's worth. I think the home, being at home, you know, for some teams, it doesn't matter. The Rays, it almost doesn't matter. They, they have almost no fans. Terrible stadium. Nobody cares. <laughs> but, like, for a team like the Diamondbacks, I think it matters a little. I mean, they have really great fans, you know?
0: All right. All right, giddy-up. Yeah, I mean, sure. I, mean, I think if they were to make it deep into the playoffs or to the playoffs in general, that they would have a home field advantage, if you will. But yes. I just did a little uh, U-turn, a little 180, look at my screen because the Fightings are playing the Diamondbacks right now. And I made a little note here. I said if the Phillies win while we're airing the show and recording tonight, it's it, tomorrow's going to be a goddamn two-unit guarantee because if they win tonight... They'll be 34 and 34, 500. What do the Phillies always do when they finally get to that mountain top? The 500 mountain top? Well, they go right back down like a Sherpa rescuing them. So, yeah, <laughs> if, if it's if it's 34, if, if they win tonight, go nuts even tomorrow night. Plus 110, I'll take plus money at the Diamondbacks uh, over the fight. And sorry, sorry, Phillies. I love you, but got to be real sometimes. I mean, if if <laughs> who knows it better than us? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And like, look you're not rooting for them to lose. You're just saying they're going to, and you might as well make some money off it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And also something we would like to make money off of, this will make us some more money, is the property evening to you. Everybody, it's time to get proppy. How's your job, Brian? Property evening to everybody. What's up, Roland? We see you, Bubba. How are you? How's your dog, Brian? My man, Pots and pans. So good to see you, my friend. Thank you for being here. Um, You, you didn't miss much. You just men, missed a couple bangers of locks of the week. But now it's time for the prop. Woodman, property evening to you, buddy.
1: Um, I don't have the odds for you because it hasn't been posted yet. Right. But you will all see it. It'll be everywhere. Uh, it won't You won't have trouble finding it. And whatever your preferred platform is, you know, Rocket. Um, I think you. Now I
0: want to listen to Def leopard Thank you.
1: I think we have genuinely, ge- generally found we get better odds, um, on these props on Fanduel. Um, is that correct,
0: Brian? It, it depends on what prop you're going to say, but if you talk about and- props in general,
1: yeah. It's been back and forth, but I think for the props, Fanduel's been better. It's funny for the game lines, I feel like DK is a little better. Yeah. For the for the props, uh, Fanduel's a little better, but whatever. Um, shop it around. Here it is. Uh, Shohei Otani's going tomorrow. He's starting. Uh, I like him to get. You'll have the option of choosing how many strikeouts. Correct. Um, I I think they'll put eight on there. I like him to get eight, and I'll I'll, I'll give you my reasoning here.
0: Yeah, they um, might for, do over under seven and a half or something. For one thing, so. the
1: Rangers are very good, and they've been good. And I'm not saying that the Crazy. Angels win this game. I'm not saying that, mm-hmm. uh, although they might. Because I think Otani, they might. Otani's ridiculous. Um, and but Yovaldi's know, actually had a really great year too. Um, so it's it's not about that. I wasn't I wasn't trying to bet on the outcome of the game. What I'm telling you is, as good as the Rangers are, uh, they still strike out. They still strike out around around league average. So Otani this year his strikeout rate is insane uh okay his strikeouts per night's over 12 <laughs> this year uh oh, same yeah and what I wanted to read like Clemens-ish guys, it's dude it's he's he, there's nobody. he's like incredible him. there's nobody like him man uh he's the best athlete in the world wow joy Itani. yes he he's the best athlete in the world there is nobody
0: alive who could do the things that he's doing
1: but here you go. have you
0: ever seen the valley play ping pong <laughs> Tell you,
1: his last start he only had five strikeouts and although he got the win it was in baltimore he gave up five runs in seven innings he gave up three bombs mm. uh, and he only struck out three i think he'll be a little pissed about that even though he won the game i, Dungs, I think he baby. will be and his previous two games before that you know nine k's ten k's he, he's normally like in the eight nine ten range I say, you know, if it gives you like uh, eight plus or over seven or over seven and a half, I don't know, depending on what, what platform you go on, that's it'll be phrased that way. But I like my official pick is for him to get eight or more strikeouts in the game against the Rangers. I think he can do it even if the Angels lose the game.
0: See, now that's going to be a, a thing that happens um, as we go on the dungeon here throughout the summer with the way that uh, baseball works. And obviously, it's not like football where uh, a game's over on Sunday and by Tuesday you have the full slate of what you can choose prop-wise and then by Wednesday you have touchdown scores and all that. No, with there being games every night, and, and kudos to them because when we first started doing Jump the Sharp, this was not available even to pick the games the next day for no. MLB.
1: No, They're
0: on it. They get it. It's growing, this whole Atmosphere is, a, is is expanding. Um and by next year, maybe this sort of thing would be available. Maybe that yeah. look aheads and stuff like that. But yes, um for the fact of you saying I'm saying eight, they might set the over-under or something at six and a half. Then Woodman still like an eight. You get a little bit more juice on that on that bangle, if you will. For me, yeah. So but.
1: in that case, if that's the case, if people aren't that uh familiar with how it works, you would look maybe it would say something like an alt alt line, an alternative strikeout line. Uh, My pick is my official pick is um, eight or more strikeouts for Otani. And um, what I'll say is if you're having trouble making it work or finding it, maybe you can try hit hit us up on uh, Twitter or Instagram or something. We can try to help you.
0: Absolutely. Big time. Um, Yeah, so even just before we went live, I looked at the prop that I had and it was like one tab of things and this was one of them but now they've updated it just in what 30 40 minutes time they yeah. have, now they've played appearances pitchers props batters props for this particular game uh but I still like what what I, the one I had and it's a little funky and I know you got some of you're going to be like yo hollywood like I get it but lay lay off the juice a little bit it's not it's not you like the juice segment it's just the prop but there's something I like so much And I'm about to give you a little bit of a banger. Do you want four to one odds on a prop that I really like? Because I'm rolling with it, baby. Plus 400 on this bad boy. Property evening to everybody. Let me go ahead and take you to the Twin Cities uh, where the Glass Cannon just left, by the way. And I believe uh, believe the Twins play in Minneapolis. So we'll go on that side. Not necessarily St. Paul. Tigers at Twins. Now, the Tigers... Just came off of a doubleheader today in which they lost both sides to the Braves, which uh, the first game won me some money, so getting up to that. But um, the Tigers have been playing well, they' spunky a little bit, uh, but they're not that good of a team in general. So no. let me go ahead and show you something here. I like something that's called team runs slash money line. So it's a little bit of a two-way parlay piece here, and it's Tigers to score over three and a half runs, meaning four, obviously. Four more runs, but the Twins to take the W, give me plus four. Hundy on that bad boy, and I'll tell you why. Tigers, like I mentioned, their offense has been there. Scored five or more runs in five of their last six games. And in those five games in which they've done that, they've (laughs) lost four of them. So this isn't something that's rare for them to score a, a few run skis and get pounded. You know, they've been showing up, like I mentioned. Offensive ability has been there, but yes. the pitching cannot keep a lead. And sometimes they're just not in in the atmosphere to keep a lead or because they're already down. They're down 6-1, and then they score some runs later in the game. Um, twins are playing very, very well. They're winners of four or five as we're recording this. Yep. Sonny Gray is on the mound. He's having an incredible year because the stats look good. Four and one is his stats with 2.25 ERA. Maybe a possible all-star. Uh-uh. You got to look at the fine print here. He doesn't typically pitch more than like five or six innings a game. Yeah. So that means that you're looking at least for three, maybe four from your bullpen. That's when the Tigers can go ahead and pinch out a couple before they get out of there. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. He's And also, he's been a little shaky. He had a .77 ERA for the month of April. May and June have not been very good for Sonny Gray. Um, So not going deep in games, giving up some run skis, a feisty Tigers team who likes to play till the teeth are gone. I don't know. My analogies are off tonight. Give me a break. All right. Too much wood for reserve. But they're going to go ahead and score some runs, but they're not going to win. For plus 400, for over three and a half, give me like a a 20 win by like a a 7-5 Twins victory. And I'm going to go ahead and take that 4-1. to and run with it. What do you think, David? You like that? I love it. I love
1: it. That's an interesting uh, – I don't think I had ever scrolled down that far. That's that pretty good, man.
0: Yeah, it was a nice little find. And K-Rob says, I, I, I miss Sunny Gray, and he also was talking about how since he – yeah, they got some uh, – uh, Ellie, he's a beast. They got some fun rookies. Dude, McLean and Shear. You yes. guys got some fun little guys to watch. The thing is, Ali De La Cruz was 0-3 when we started the show. He had an at-bat coming up in the next inning or that inning when we went live. All I'm saying, the reason why I'm very, very perked up ear-wise for that is because I need that motherfucker to get a hit or needed. Hopefully, you can go ahead and let me know that he hit something uh, where someone couldn't catch it. You know? <laughs> um, But yeah, a couple of nice little prop skis here by the woodman, your boy, Hotwood. This is fun, man. So my fun.
1: mine should be around even money, I think, but I don't know.
0: I mean, yeah, pro- probably. I mean, they're going to set an over/under applicably, so it's not going to be. They're not going to set it at four and a half and then be like minus three fifty. They're going to set it probably right around seven and a half, eight and a half, and say minus one time. You know, yeah, and I'll take it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you take the over eight and a half? Yeah, of course. All right, so over eight and a half as well, Woody. We'll take just, just saying. Um, all right. So here we go. It is time for the juiciest part, as the Woodman takes another swig of that duvel. For the juiciest part of the show. We like it a juice. We like it a
1: juice, eh?
0: Yes, we do. We love want it. more juice? Sure. It's time for the juiciest part of the show, which means how to get the most bang for your buck. There is something that is going on this weekend that has my bowl running. I'm ready to roll. It is time for the U.S. Open and we love our golf here We do. On the it's fun. It's, it's fun. arguably, besides football, and I wouldn't even argue it. I'll just tell you straight up, besides football, it's the best sport to bet on. David, you've fallen in love with it recently over the last couple of years. Yeah. It's, it's a not great, much fun to bet on. Even it's live, great. live betting, it's, it's so great. Good. I it's mean, great. you can bet for oh, a it It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> So we are now in the heart of L.A. Let me just say one word real quick. Baranka. Baranka. Yeah.
1: yeah. Have you gonna... heard
0: this word before this week, Dave?
1: Never heard it before, but I, I've been hearing it a lot.
0: Same <laughs> with get... me, ladies and gentlemen. Baranka. All right? This is a word you're going to hear a lot. It's going If you're going to watch any bit of this golf uh, or listen to anybody doing a podcast about the U.S. Open uh, at the Los Angeles Country Club, you're going to hear the word fucking Baranka. Over Best. and over and over again. You look at dictionary.com, it'll tell you it is a steep walled ravine or gorge, a gully with steep sides, okay? So, like, that's what they're talking about. Let me go ahead and give you a little peek into what we're talking about. We're, it, it, it's it's basically like a dormant riverbed, okay? And the LA Country Club has have have these ad nauseum all over the place. Yes. And <laughs> they, they can fill up, they used to be waterbeds. It's not that like it's like global warming or anything. It's just the way that the the uh country club has contoured their course.
1: Well but it has modern, allowed it
0: not to be modern accepting. technology
1: uh enabled yes. them to find another way to irrigate the grass on their golf well, course. It used to be they'd run water down that barranca so they could keep the you know, keep the, the grass
0: uh water the grass there you go so now they're like dry dunes and, and but they're in play and um it's funny because la had a shit ton of water at the beginning of the year like back in january and february and these were actually kind of like little fjords if you will little little rivers going through let me show you ladies and gentlemen once again if you're not watching live on twitch.tv this is the kind of shit you miss but here they are that's a barranca right there you know what i mean it looks like uh Looks like somebody kind of didn't understand if they wanted scrambled eggs or over easy, and they kind of did like a swish-swish while it was in the pan. That's kind of what that is right down the middle. And that's playable area. You hit your ball on that. You see where the green is there? It's right in front of it. If you're in that, you're kind of screwed. I mean, it's playable. There might be some lips and, and and I don't know, overhangs that could get in your way. You might have to play it backwards. But that's these fucking barrancas all over the place. Look out.
1: Almost every the, hole, I think.
0: There almost everywhere. every cool. Yeah. Uh, almost every hole. I mean, look at it. Look at it. Yeah, I hear you, Diddy. I'm from Philly, baby. Waterbeds. That's me. That's me. Uh oh, Roland. Already jumping the gun. He likes Brooksy to keep it rolling at no no pun intended, by the way. At plus eleven hundred, eleven to one year. Uh unit. We'll see. Let me give you a little bit of an idea of what we're talking about here. This LA Country Club, very unique setting. I mean, in the heart of LA, it's like It's like the U.S. Open being at Central Park in in NYC. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think it's hole 13 or whatever. It's basically the tee box is right underneath the Playboy Mansion, the back of it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, You literally have the heart of LA. Beverly Hills is just peering over into every single hole. It's incredible. Um, The fairways are vast at times, but undulate like nothing I've ever seen before. Have you seen these fairways, Dave? Have you seen the... It's like going into the fucking... Turns at Bristol Freeway, yeah. like or m- Motor, whatever the hell it's called. I mean, you're looking at Daytona and Turn Four. This thing is at like a 45 degree angle. As a matter of fact, let me go ahead and show you guys something here. It's
1: wild. It's wild.
0: Here's some of the drastic slopes at the L.A. Country Club. I'm going to go ahead and show uh, to those fine folks that are watching on the Twitch stream. Here you go. Look at this. Oh wait, sorry. This is the rough. Let's get let's get the other John. Boom. Stop that. Bing, bang, boom. Where are we at? Here we go. Check it out. Look at this ball. He's, so there's a man dropping a ball in the middle of the fairway. Just dropping it. He's throwing it. So it's got a little bit of momentum. It's not like, okay, I got it. You hit a driver, it'll go through big time. No, he's throwing it. Here we go. See where that ball... Is. A ninety degree angle and rolls all the way down to the left side of the fairway. Nope, the thick stuff. I mean, that's incredible. This is some of the fairways you're dealing with here. I mean, it's nuts. Yeah. I mean, this this is this course has. And I remember showing a picture about the rough for the PGA Championship at Oak Hill. This usurps that. Let's do one more. Let's do one more, and I'm going to show you about the rough here. Check this out. Ready? I mean, where'd that ball go? You can't even see it. Where'd they go? Three balls in the rough. Can't see the, I mean, how do you even power through that? Uh, it's tough to see. I mean, they're literally gone. They're off the screen. They're off the. And uh, that that, by the way, the Oak Hill rough that I showed. A lot of that was. Uh, off the fairways and everything. If you hit a fairway, you don't have to worry about it. These were ten feet off the fringe of a green. <laughs> so you miss a green, you're in that shit.
1: Okay. All right. So. Okay. Thank you for thank you for teaming me up.
0: Please let's roll, baby. What you got?
1: So for my juice pick and mm. my my first of my three um, picks that I'm gonna give you guys for the U.S. Open.
0: You like the juice,
1: eh? Huh? I sure do and I like hmm. what I what I like is given what what Hollywood just told you what I like is the best player in the world at hitting greens the best player at hitting the greens the best player here I have the stat here he is the number one in the world in approach putting oh. and he has the best short game and it's oh, the difference it's, it's Cam Smith Cam Smith is plus 3000. He is not the best driver. He is not the best driver. Not even close. close. He's not even, he's probably below average as a driver of the, of the ball in terms of power, but he, but he drives it pretty straight. So that's really not an issue. He's not like all over the place. He just doesn't have the length, right? He don't have the distance, but he has the best short game and the best approach uh, of any player alive. You know, I am sure it's not as good as the greats from uh, back in the old days cuz that was No, he's got it though, man.
0: I mean, he's there with that though. When you he saw is.
1: like t- remember Tiger in his you know, Tiger in like 1999. I'm not saying he's like that, but I'm saying there's nobody no. else right now yeah. who can do the things that Cam Smith can do when he's just like you know, approaching the green. I just, there's nobody who's as good as it.
0: And he's think, also the best at pulling a rabbit out of the hat. And if you're going to be pulling some rabbits, dude, yes. it's going to be at this fucking country And club. he's
1: a tremendous putter. Just an excellent, tremendous. excellent putter, you know? Uh, so Big I think plus plus 3,000 on DK. Yeah, I think it's only 2,500 or something like that on FanDuel. So get it on, get this one on DK plus 3,000.
0: I'm going to, I'm going to say, um, man, was this not hard for it to be my pick i had him you, on my radar about like it? crazy yeah. not only thought about it i've made that bet oh, i really? have i have oh, wow. this bet made um for outright winner cam smith it's it's in my I it's did in my it. I ticket did
1: 10 bucks i figure give me $300. that's what i did as well exactly 300 I, I i like 300 i'll
0: tell you what you know what i did A little little insider secret
1: what'd you tell
0: i did i said it last week you know what i did I took the Braves over Detroit today at minus 260 and Cam Smith to win it outright, which got me up. It got me to plus four, six or 4,600 or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's good. You can do that shit. Yeah. What did I say? Make a dollar last
1: or. No, it is. You're right. I mean, that's a good way to kind of uh, game the system, if you will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Big time. But. But look, I don't have that much more to say about it. I mean, I think he's it's you know, okay. He's, well, I have, I guess I have, you two, have two
0: more, but I, I mean, here's the thing. I have two to bring you. So we can do a little, a little, okay. uh a little semen. Just
1: the last, like, and, and, and I know. I say some, semen, some I meant seeming, like yeah, know,
0: semen. I'm at seeming like. Did I say that? You want to look at that again? Let's we'll see. So I talked Anyways. about the
1: short game. I talked about the approach. I talked about the, the putting. I thought he's so great with a wedge, you know, all that stuff. Everybody knows that. The other thing I wanted to mention was people might have forgotten already, but last year, this is the guy who won uh, at St. Andrews. He won the what what I call still call the
0: British Open. It has another right. name now. I don't and know. What just the Open want. Championship now. Can can you? Can I'm going to um, just keep
1: calling it the British Open because that differentiates it from our American events.
0: Can you take the fine folks that are listening to this or watching it to school about who picked that? Um, <laughs> that
1: was you, man
0: that was you in fact cam smith to win the open fun
1: fact my you picked cam smith he won the whole thing i picked rory you picked rory came in second (laughs) yeah so we did that That, we looked
0: (laughs) if we could have did a a try not a trifecta what's it called the the win in place there yeah yeah double piece so
1: so he he won (laughs) uh, i just bring that up to say it's not like he it's not like he's shy in the big moments. It's not like he hasn't won any um majors before. He he absolutely has just last year and he did it in very impressive fashion because he came from behind. Rory was ahead, you know. Yeah. People have forgotten maybe. Rory was ahead in that tournament and yep. and Cam Smith came all the way from behind, and he did it frankly, let's be honest, with his wedge and his putter and that's how he's going to win, and this uh, is a
0: course that would—that's probably what's going to need to happen. But here's—but I still need to do something here, and uh, we'll do a little—a little, a little seaming, as I'm saying. All right, oh, seeming, boy. seamstressing. Yeah. There's got to oh, be boy. a better word. How do what? Well, what happens when two threads go like this? All right. By the way, just another dummy. Love you, brother. He says, "Love it when my dumb butt stumbles into a pick." You're all making yeah. Where we are, we are making some. Funky, funky picks. And let me go ahead and tell you for the U.S. Open here, this is going to be the least funkiest because it is chalk. The chalkiest pick I probably ever made betting golf. Actually, no. The chalkiest pick I ever made betting golf was a full unit on John Rahm at plus 800 for the uh, Masters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that kind of worked out. So maybe something else will work out here. But here's the thing there's one reason why I'm bringing this up this is not my official juice pick this is my second official juice pick at plus six hundred it's a juicy pick right it's kind of juicy it's not the juiciest thing in the world but it's juice good very
1: good eh?
0: juice is very good you know and sometimes you've got to get with a little like
1: bit. little bit of juice
0: at plus six hundred for some like if we're talking touchdown scores plus six hundred we're all you know out of our pants but when it comes to golf plus six hundred is like I'm not. I'm not touching that. Plus, a six to one of my money for a guy to win the tournament. Listen, folks, I'm just going to tell you why. I'm just going to tell you why, okay, that Scotty Scheffler is probably going to win this tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's just so fucking good. But no, here's the thing great approach shots are the key at this particular venue. The Woodman put it perfectly. Cameron Smith has that ability. He's very versatile. Scotty Scheffler. More than probably anybody in recent memory, nobody's been better with off the like T to Green. Now, once he gets to the green, different story. But I'm saying that as far as T to Green is concerned, you're looking at history, what 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 he's been doing this particular season, which it's runs true, it's true, it's true. The number I mean, insane. He's number one in every single one off the T to Green. You know, scrambling from here. You know, I'm just telling you, On, on every ball on, striking on, stat. On every type of course. Doesn't matter what the doesn't matter. Is. does not matter. Now, now, realize I said the word striking on ball striking. He's the number one guy statistically. We're talking 200 frigging players that are under these stats. And he's number one on all of them. Sure but is. I said ball striking. The only thing that's kept him away from winning multiple majors in the past calendar year has been his putter. Of course. He's just not putting well. And you got to. I mean, this is like, you know, put- good putting in golf is like a hot goalie in the playoffs. You know what I mean? If you don't have one, you're fucked. And he got a new putter, yay, for Scotty this week. Maybe it helps. We'll see. But the fact of what he's doing is so legendary right now. This is why I'm putting out Scotty. And as a matter of fact, I have it shown on the wrong John. So let me go ahead and stop that because I'm going to bring you somewhere here. And I'm going to take you over to FanDuel, which, um, every now, like, once again, we've always said this, shop, shop around. But the reason why I'm doing this, and I'll, I'll see if they actually show that. I don't know why it says a lot. Okay, it's not showing it. But he's plus 600 here, too. Same John, right? Same odds, 6 to 1. But this is FanDuel has a special going on right now. And I think it's depending on how much you bet on them. It could be a $20 bet, a $50 bet. But for me, they're given a hundo because that's my unit that I normally roll with. You can make a bet on a player to win the tournament. If they if they do not win the tournament, but they finish in a top 20, you get that money back. As a, now, a, bonus, it's, it's, bet. As a yep. bonus bet. Now, the yep. thing is, like people are like, as oh, a bonus bet, I, I mean, it's... It, it is what it is. to no, us that's
1: the same thing because we're going to be placing bets no matter also, what so i do want to let people know the cash
0: we've told yeah. people on jump the shark before when they say bonus bet yes it, it drops down as a bonus bet and when you pick a pick it'll just load it in like bonus bet 100 dollars. no uncheck that and then put in what you want and you can take out a fraction of that bonus bet yeah you don't use bets. the whole thing yeah. do not so it's just like literally having a hundred dollars again
1: and also best practices Brian has learned through experience and I have learned from you. It is best to use bonus bets. If you can, if it makes mm. sense, if you have them. If you, you have, have the anyway,
0: background, uh, yeah, backlog.
1: Use those for your, what we call futures bets, which is to say a bet that I'm making on a an outcome that is down the road in the future. Most of these things are something like, this guy to win the MVP award, this team to win a championship, etc. And it's down, you know, down the road. Like you could place a futures bet today on say the Bills to win the Super Bowl.
0: The winner of the 2024 French Open. <laughs> Which just wrapped up last week. Alcaraz, not a bad bet. Oh, dude. I wonder what it is right he now. He might win. <laughs> oh. If they're yeah. going
1: what are they giving me today? Are they giving me plus a thousand? That's I'll the Smartest it. thing of the night. They're probably not. I think not. so. I
0: don't know. No, but... they
1: ain't giving me plus a thousand. Well,
0: I see you, my man. He says, "Drive for the show, putt for the dough. And then he says, "Tonight's app, Scheffler Seaman, dude." I, you can't, you can't name the, show. you could name the show every week. That's incredible. I got a good one too. I think maybe in mine, but um, can dude, I, can, I, well, I, can I? I do, I do want to urge on all the folks in the chat every time we're, we're doing a show live on Twitch. Please, if you think of good names for the show, get some show titles in there. That'd be fun. Absolutely. Well, I'm sorry, Woody. I cut you off. What you gonna well, say? I was going
1: to say, if I can, can I piggyback off of your pick? Or did you have? Well, one hold on. To let me let me do it. one
0: more thing about this Go ahead. because so the, the the bet on that Fanduel special. If he doesn't win, but he finishes top twenty. All right. What well, what has Scheffler done recently? He finished tied for second at the last major championship, the PGA Championship, and he was tied for tenth at the Masters. Like, this year, he's... And and the Masters was very disappointing for him. And he won the Masters last year. And he was tied for second at the U.S. Open last year. Now, I think he missed the cut at the PJ Championship um, two, uh, last year or whatever. But, like, this dude, who'd, to finish top 20, the thing I like about him, and I, I wish there was some player I could make analogous with this. And let me put this out there. And what do you want to hear? And chat, I want to hear what you think about it, too. As a golfer, if you make the cut, you're going to make some kind of check, right? Sometimes Scotty Scheffler is out of it by like eight strokes. Quote, unquote, out of it, by the way, heading into Sunday. And the motherfucker knows I'm probably not going to win this. And he plays his ass off. And instead of like being tied for 24th, all of a sudden the dude's third. Like, sure. And he had no shot. Like he finished third, but he's still three strokes off from winning. But he just made this like 250 more grand. He because does that he always, always plays. He never, never is settled. He
1: does it. I mean, and maybe it's just money. Maybe he's a very money, driven guy like I can't win this, but I can I can increase my earnings 10x if yep. I just have a great Sunday. I don't know what it is. I, I or maybe he's just competitive. He just can't stand losing by so much. And, you right. know, he can't probably win, but he wants to get as close as he can because he just can't stand it. I don't know. You know, there's a lot of dudes like that in professional sports. They just can't it's one it's bad enough you're gonna beat me i'm certainly yeah. not gonna let you beat yeah. me by much you right. know like right, that's, right. that's kind of the attitude yeah you know? but it's
0: funny like he, he's like it, it's like ever since he he went over that hump where he's the best in the world he takes shit personally almost his golf game used to be by the way i had i had futures on him to, to win tournaments so much two years ago and he would shit the bed he was like the keegan bradley of now and yeah. keegan bradley was keegan bradley two years ago too by the way but <laughs> Um, <laughs>
1: exactly. will be with us always. <laughs> he will always be with us. I like
0: the guy, but it's just he's just if he has a leader he's in contact oh, cross him off.
1: He's what what an old timer would have called a stiff. That guy's a, a
0: stiff. St- he's a, st- he is a stiff. He even looks like it when he puts. But um, but yeah, no. Okay. Scotty went over the hump, and now he's embarrassed to ever go back there again. It's a beautiful thing. Look at Roland say "snap backwards" as a as a name. I do it all the time, and and I'm older than Hollywood if we're being honest. Hey man, there's no problem with the snap back. Come on man.
1: Listen, um, the last thing I'll say about Sheffler, I do want to, I, I want to piggyback on you here. I have something. Okay, great. Um, and I'll just say, for me, I'm making this pick, which is almost the same as your pick, but it's not exactly the same as your pick. And I'm doing it because he has been, as you say, the best ball striker in the world this year. Incredible. And... I also noticed that I guess they were saying Andy Lack was saying he switched caddies or no, it wasn't Andy Lack. I saw Jim Nance and the announcers were saying when I watched um, the masters. Right. And they were talking about Andy Lack
0: friend of the show, by the way, Andy Lack friend of the show.
1: But Jim Nance was saying that Scheffler had switched caddies. It was either last year or the year before. I think it was last year. I think it was a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And, the new caddy had really been a tremendous improvement in terms of uh, strategy. Like He goes into every hole knowing exactly what he's trying to do with a plan to, I want to put the ball exactly here and I'm going to intentionally shade it towards that side. So if I miss, I have a second... Plan for beyond that, you know what I'm saying? Like, like kind of like chess next level, thinking. next level thinking, two moves ahead, like a chess player almost. Yep. And that's something that almost no golfers do. It's very smart to do, especially on a tougher course like this. Yes. So uh, here's what I have for you. I Here think this go. this pick is going to freaking. This is an ace's freaking pick. Give it to me. I hard. almost should have made this like a lock or something. I got Scheffler in the top five at plus. 140. Oh, I baby. think that's
0: a really nice number. Oh baby, plus 140, top five, dude. What a great call! Because like what I just said is, even if he's out of it, he'll make like, and I mean out of it meaning, oh, he's five strokes behind going the yeah. Sunday. Hey, fucking top five.
1: He might do it. You never know. So I I like it a lot. He is. Look, look. I mean, your you, is you, what you got
0: it at 140 plus 140 is what All I got. Right, 135 about. on Fanduel, 140 on DK. Where
1: I got it, yeah.
0: Looking at right now, let's see top five plus one forty affirmed on uh, on DK. Interesting. I really yeah.
1: like that a lot. I think that that's a good number to get, and uh, you know he continues to do it. Man, he's been in the top five a lot. So um, Dude. playing playing like the best player in the world right now. I love
0: Ben Golf, it's, it, 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 and he is. And um, there, something you can also do, by the way, for us degenerates in the dungeon is. Wow, Brooks plus 290, Roland says, the top five. Yeah, they paid. I don't think Brooks really yeah. shows up, but anyway. that's
1: a good. I mean, that's a good number, though. That's I think Brooks number, is on a yeah.
0: hangover from the Panthers losing. Like, you see that dude in the sweets at the... Oh, man. Good for him, though. Maybe that, that's what... Look, I, I put fucking 12 down while I'm playing golf, and the last time I did that, I actually shot the best round of my life, so maybe that's the way to go, but... Uh, um one thing you can do is you can make some crazy parlays you can do top five parlays at the wazoo top 40 parlays make cut miss cut um you know uh, the i would love to just top 40
1: parlays would be would be real fun not a bad way to go here dude you pick six
0: of the best players in the world for top 40 you can make like seven to one of your money you're, saying, not
1: gonna, you're not gonna get six, right? But even three of them, like might. I don't know, I don't know what you would get if you put it all together, but like let's say I took Rom and Scheffler and um well like well, my guy Cam Smith. Well, like I don't do know, I don't know what that would be, but I bet I'd let's be do interested
0: it. in it. Let's yeah, do it. Let's Where are we it? at? Top ten, top top forty on FanDuel. Let's take Scotty at nine hundred, minus yep. nine hundred for sure. Uh via Roland, let's take Brooksy. Okay. I'm liking Cantley. All
1: right, take Cam Smith there.
0: Cam Smith. Um, let's take. Let's take. Uh, see, he got hurt, so I'm not going to do Colin. I'm yeah, going to take Spieth.
1: Yeah. Sure.
0: Okay. So we're at what? One, two, three, four, five. What do we say? Eight. You said
1: you said if you did six of them, right.
0: you might get in the. I I said six for plus five hundred or so. All right. Yeah. And you like your boy Sanjay? Um. Maybe. Jason Day. Tommy Kim Saheth is a beast right there. We got. What about somewhere. Adam, Scott. Okay. Adam you, Scott? You love Adam Scott. All right, Adam Scott, you could do it. All right, look at that. You took six. You got plus six twenty nine. Yeah, you, you were right.
1: That's what you said. It's fun, man. You were right. I stand corrected. You were All totally right. Well, right, let's man. get down
0: to some some right. some big time business. Yeah. I am going to give you another one before I'll I get out first, of here. And Here's have- my official. It is time to make some money and get down to some real business. This is how we make the money. This is my biggest bet for the U.S. Open.
1: No way. Come on.
0: Well, I mean, for what it could be payout-wise. My biggest bet is my full unit on Scheffler and FanDuel to possibly win $600. And if he doesn't, I get my 100 back, basically. I mean, if Scheffler finishes out of the top 20, everybody just pound that at GCN Sports on Twitter and let me know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Feel free to. But uh, here's where I'm going here. LA Country Club. Everything I said about Scotty Scheffler, by the way, it's valid for a guy named Tony. Tony Finau. You like him? It's the same John. It's not the He's not one, but Scotty, you know, off the tee, He's one. Tony, four. Uh, from from you know, approach to the green, strokes gain, uh, approaching the green. Scotty, one. Tony, fifth. These, these are the spots you need to hit. You need to hit the fairway. You need to hit the green. That's all I, I need to know. And guess what? Who's a better putter than Scotty Scheffler? Tony Fee now. Out of the 200 people that if you find stats on pjatour.com, Scheffler is like 148 in, in putting. Tony, not much better, but it's like, well, actually a lot better. He's like 80, which is way, or maybe even 60. I forget where it was, but I mean, like way, way, way better. Middle of the pack, basically. Middle of the pack. Better than middle of the pack. He's middle yeah. of where Scotty was. Yeah, right, right. Let me give you a, another little stat. Look, look. Oh, I, I'm, I'm burying the lead here. What am I doing? Let me go ahead and bring him up because I want to. I want to show everybody uh, what what do you could possibly make on this bad boy. Tony Finau, my man Potts and Pants, plus four thousand. on. You know what I mean? Forty to one on your money here. Where's my man? Where's my man Didi? Put a buck on that and make a forty piece. You know what I'm saying? You know how many six packs of ranch you can buy on that? Maybe two, but four packs, probably, depending on if you get the table. Or put five on it when two hundred bucks. Pretty right? good. Tony Finail plus four thousand, the US Open. Eleven of the past thirteen US Open winners have finished top ten at least four times in that season leading up to the US Open. Tony now has finished in four top tens. Let's uh-huh. go. It's perfect. A lot of people have finished in a lot more. Scotty Scheffler has finished in twelve just to say that, but Tony's won twice. He hasn't really started the season the way he started. And, and we forgot how hot he was heading into this. He's, he's tapered off a little bit. He had a very, very disappointing PGA, but who doesn't, who doesn't want to put money into a guy that's got a little bit to prove here.
1: He's an excellent golfer. He's excellent a great golfer.
0: Ex- he's a he has the power to take advantage of some of the lengthy holes they got wide fairways, like we said, a lot of undulation, but they have wide, wide fairways the most part. He's got the power to take advantage of them. The thing is, this isn't a bombers course. It looks like no, it. You, you hear seventy five hundred yards and par seventy or whatever it is, and you think, oh, it's a bombers course, but it's, it's really not. not. You get no. yourself into a lot of trouble. You need to be able to meander and and calculate your way through this bad boy. I think Tony has the draw capabilities to. Uh, there's a lot of dog leg lefts at least off the tee. the funny thing about this course, you have to go draw off the tee and slice to the, you know, uh, to the green. I think Tony's got the ability to make that happen at, at 40 to one man. There are a lot of people above him that he is way better at than winning this. Victor Hovland ain't winning the U S open. Ladies and gentlemen, can I just put that out there? Let's see what the woodman has to say about it, but
1: no, he's not. Uh, look, I mean, I'm off all of my bombers. I'm, I'm normally, you know, I take a lot of these mm-hmm. bombers and, mm-hmm. and a lot of these, uh, uh, things because a lot of courses are our favorite little to bombers today you know but uh I, you know, i've been over the years uh, high on look look at all the bom- bombers i always pick right i always take jt justin thomas you love you have dj dj uh i take rory these mm-hmm. are all bombers you know john rams a bomber i don't want any of them i agree with you about scheffler right that's why he was my pick as a top five you've played right into my hands here sir let's go man we make a good team don't my, we? my we do we may, of course we do we do well, we, we better after all these years together here damn uh, Skippy. my third and final pick is it's it sounds like it's gonna be weak sauce because it's top 10 but i like the juice here for top 10. uh You're i'll take the an, juice, i'll man. take i'll take another guy who is just very 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 good with his wedge and with his putter I will take Jordan Speith at 2.20 yes. yep. plus 2.20 to be in the top 10. Maybe he uh I mean look dude I mean this guy has been very frustrating you and I when we've bet him to win. Um I I don't know that he, he breaks he's out a of choke that. artist. He has been choking, but yeah. I could see him being in the lead. Going into Sunday and choking, and my bet
0: still hits. Yes, and that's a great call at plus two twenty for top ten. That's a great call, and I'll tell you what—not
1: top five. He, he, you know, top ten, and you can finish tied for tenth, and this bet hits.
0: I just want to let you know before you have that one. This show went live like a couple hours before the show went live. Yeah, my juiciest was that Jordan Spieth was going to win the U.S. Open. He might. He might. And then I thought about everything that went through your head. Yeah. And I said, no, he's not. He might be in position, but he's going to get that fucking smirky ass face when he pulls one. And he, look, he'll end up hitting like a frigging light tower or something. And and all of a sudden it bounces into a, a great position. The reason why I like Jordan Spieth, I showed you the topography of this fucking course and how egregious it is a lot if you cannot just play perfect golf. Jordan Spieth, just like Cam Smith, by the way, who I also have a future on. I do have a future on Jordan Spieth for this as well. But Tony Females, my man this week. Jordan Spieth can pull rabbits out of the hat like Cameron Smith. However, Cameron Smith is literally the ultimate magician. Uh, he, will, he will end up putting it like an inch from the hole in the worst spot. Jordan Spieth will just – he'll he'll hit a, a, an iron into a bunker and you'll be like, oh, that sucks. But not for Jordan Spieth. It really doesn't. Because he will just go ahead and just make sure that he puts it within three to five feet every fucking time, and he'll hit that putt. If Jordan Spieth has a 10 to 12-foot putt for birdie, count him out.
1: The, the thing is, is the difference between the two guys is is that Smith is ice water in his veins, and Speed is kind of a choker. I agree
0: with that. I agree with that. That's 100%. the biggest
1: difference. Otherwise, their games are frankly, a little kind of similar. I I agree
0: that they can, yeah, they can be funky players. Sometimes they just miss a cut awfully for no reason, but most of the times they're in it, but they can always get themselves out of a situation.
1: Both of them probably below average driving, like driving the ball, like not great bombers. You know, they don't have a ton of length, but like both of them great, great, great with that freaking wedge in their hands. They just know how to do it. And they're both They can be great putters, but Spieth, Speed, uh, what did uh, what did Scotty Pippen uh whisper to Carl Malone oh, on the free throw man. line? Do you what remember?
0: No, I don't. Damn, the, ma-
1: the mailman doesn't deliver on Sunday, the...
0: <laughs> Scotty, the unsung hero. And I'm a, I'm a MK or MJ fan, but I also do like Mortal Kombat. I don't know why I said MK, but no, that's amazing. Roland says, Any prop bets on the holes, Hollywood? Look at the 17th. Um, I don't, I'm just, I'm not showing. Yeah, but I'm not showing hole by hole, John's. Can we can we see? I'm, I'm gonna whole matchups, whole winners, uh, whole score. Where do I find that, Roland? I don't see straight up whole pieces. Seventeen's a mean one, too. 18s cake. That's the thing. Like, that's kind of like the biggest bummer about this being such a, a, a hard course, is that I think that on Sunday, I'll throw this out there for us derelicts Go and degenerates. If you can live bet. And there is a, a guy that's up by one stroke heading into the 18th, and he's like minus, you know, two forty. Pound him, because the 18th it's cake. Mm-hmm. They had him for the Masters, but that's such a well-known course. Yeah, yeah, I got you, Bubba. Yeah, I wish that'd be fun. I'll tell you what the the probably the most interesting hole in this golf course is probably the sixth. It's got like a. Uh, it's it's like a, a a a fuck with the bombers mentality where you cannot see the green over these trees, but you can hit it. It's it's it's, it's dude, this course is such a mind fuck. They literally have par threes that are two hundred and ninety yards, and then they'll have a par four right next to it that's three thirty. Like it's 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 a mess. It's so fun. Um, but also here's the thing: hole thirteen is 623 yards. That means you could hit a 330 yard tee shot, which none of us can really correlate to. And it could and then have 300 yards to the friggin' Oh, did I mention that that oh no, that's a par 5. Okay, I'm just kidding.
1: No, but and that's that's the same hole that butts up against the Playboy mansion. So you can be like, oh, like, yeah, right. That's like, right. Like doing right. all of this like while like trying not to look at like, like naked women or something you know? <laughs> right, and, like, just like or
0: hugh hefner's uh boned up corpse now that is just hanging over <laughs> no, no, the god well wow. <laughs> that's not what they did with them that's what i would have wanted to be i done. don't know uh i don't have
1: that information
0: <laughs> yeah no a hole 13 is 623 yards it is a par five obviously but still just saying like you knock if you knock, like even Bryson in his thick days puts a 360 piece out there, it's still hard to go for it on two. Yeah. Like You're probably going to have to lay up unless yeah. you're going to take the driver off the deck. And I don't know, but they the funniest part about hole 13, hole 13, hole 13, 634, the hole before it is 507. By the way, that is not a par five. You're talking like 1130 yards of, in two holes.
1: And yet though, we're you and I are gonna fix our mouths to tell these poor people it's not a bomber course, you know? And but it's but not. it ain't it's <laughs> not. That's what's right. so awesome that's, about that's this awesome. course. Yeah. It is, it's a very funky and different kind of course. Um, so uh look, that was a lot on the US Open. Maybe we don't want to keep going on, but but fun. I hope people Yeah, enjoyed, I want to keep going. I hope people enjoyed our, our picks and our analysis as much as we did. Yes. Um, if you can't tell, we love this stuff. It's
0: just Fed and Gov is so fun. We can literally do this with the friggin' Farmer's Insurance Open. Like, but it's just really fun how the, well, the PGA, do I even call them that anymore? The PG Live, whatever the fuck it is anymore. It's just really fun how they're really, really making the majors te- big time testers. You know, uh, the Open Championship, there is Woodman and I still call it the British Open. It's always a tester. You got wind, you got the, the weird bunkers, the pot bunkers, you got you know, the the, the, the levy or the reeds and stuff See, like.
1: Seagulls always flying through. You got to watch
0: out. Randy Johnson will throw one. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, the Masters is a Masters is what it is. They're really making the PGA in the U.S. Open. Now, the thing is, the PGA has nothing to do with the U.S. Open. It's all USGA shit. But right. whoever's running it uh, is all I'm saying is they're really doing their, their due diligence, making sure that whoever's raising that trophy fucking earned it. You know what I mean? And uh that's so fun. It's so fun, but I, I love betting golf, but we also love betting anytime and we gave you some winners on uh the diamond too. So you know you came here for winners and we think we did it this week because we really fucking started that bowl running last week and we're ready to give you some more dubs heading into next. I want winners. Well you got a Mike. You that's got them right Mike, Mike tough guy, all right. With that being said, Happy Father's Day to everybody out there. Uh,
1: Yes, happy Father's Day, Brian.
0: Thank you. Enjoy your U.S. Open. Let's make some money doing that. Let's make some money like literally tomorrow. Let's build that bank account up a little bit. Go ahead and put a little snifter or two on some of the U.S. Open calls you heard tonight. Everybody was in the chat tonight. So good seeing you guys here. uh, Guys and gals, we appreciate you so very much. Uh, Everybody that's listening once again on the pod uh, if you have not yet rated or, or, or send a nice little review, go ahead. Tell everybody about the pod.
1: Appreciate
0: you Fife, but, uh, the Woodman. we had a great show here, dude. I love talking golf with you. One day we'll get our boy on, uh, Andy Lack will come on here and we'll shoot the shit, but everybody right back at you. Diddy. Thank you so much. Rolling. So good seeing you. Let's rock and roll. Have a great week, boys and girls. Uh, Dummy was here. I'm just trying to shout out some of the folks that were chatting with us as we go. We appreciate everybody. Woodman, let's go make some dough this weekend. What do you say?
1: Let's do it, buddy. Doing Dummy good. Pots and pans. Thank yeah. you so much,
0: Naish. Once again, at GCN Sports is where you find us on Twitter, at Glass Cannon Pod. It's where you find the Glass Cannon Doing their thing, knocking out show at the show at the show. What a busy summer for those cats! A lot of news to break Ooh. for them. Yeah. They're in conventions and this, that, and the other. But it's amazing to see the evolution of the Glass Cannon Network. The Dungeon being part of that, and we couldn't be more thankful, ladies and gentlemen. That's the Woodman, David Woody. I'm your boy Hollywood, Brian Hagen. Saying peace out. We'll see you guys next week.